What the hell? I was lied to. I was told I'd have to lick Gumi's balls. <laughs> they they let you on the hook for this <laughs> month. <laughs> I'm writing an angry tweet right after <laughs> this. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Wilmgard here with Mini Autumn. Hey. And this is the FFBE podcast. So a lot of new stuff this week between the <laughs> ability enhancements, a new banner uh, set of units, a new raid coming, Fenrir 3 star, a lot of stuff to talk about, eh? Yeah, it's a pretty big update. I think... It's going to be a lot of fun this week, so uh, let's just dive right into it. What have you been up to with those equipment enhancements this time? I've had zero luck, both on this one and the the one we had previously. I'm not as bitter about this one, though, because I don't have any units that I use right now that really rely on fists or spears or bows, but I didn't get too lucky with it. What about you? I've only had one rare, <clears throat> sorry, one rare ability up here. So I'm not too lucky either. Most of the other stuff is pretty standard. Getting about 15. I'm getting about 15% per item. I was grinding, trying to get a guy on arm to get the special ability. I just had zero chance. Or I had chance, just zero luck. Oh, I didn't get it on anything good. If that's <laughs> what you thought. <laughs> It's a decent weapon, just nothing like a guy on arm or one of the really strong spears. I spent a bit of time on each thing. I wanted to get a few items in each uh, category. Smart. So, yeah, I made that mistake once before. I decided not to do it again. It wasn't, a, in my opinion, it wasn't the greatest set of items. A few people will make great use out of it. Um, it really depends what it depends you on have, your team. Yeah, I don't have a lot of people that use them. I focused a lot of time trying to get Fina's uh, unit ex unit exclusive bow or whatever up because I use CG Fina a lot and she can use that really well. Yeah, give her some extra spirit or MP or something. Exactly. So what about the summer banner? Do you have any luck with that? I got every unit I wanted. Which was what? What, did, what were you going for? I was going for Skaha and Luca. And you and got, I got both? both. Yeah, I got both. I got one Skaha and that's it, but I'm not upset because she was my favorite on the whole banner. Loki. I got a Luka using a four-star guaranteed ticket, so. Not bad. I, I pulled two of them, like two times, two tickets, yeah. and got one Luka, so I was like, all right, I'm done now. Speaking of pulling, I saw a tweet today of someone that got three Heos on one 10 plus one summon. I was going to tag you in it, but I didn't want to be that cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I saw some guy get four. It's crazy. Oh, man. Uh, An instant STMR. That must be nice. Yeah. What else have you been up to this week? That's about it, man. Just trying to grind the item enhancements and doing... I'm cleaning up Heo's. What's left over of the Heo stuff, the Crist bonus runs, just to get the extra Lapis and the Crists out of them. But other than that, I it's been a pretty quiet week. What about you? I spent the last leg of this week, just before the update there, grinding away Heo's Crist farm thing. <clears throat> I've been trying to get a few of the new seven stars to awaken their abilities, like my uh, Titus or my Onion Knight. Both mm -hmm. of them have uh, awakenable abilities, so I just wanted to max them out. So I focused on that. 
I'm all out of money. It's a good time to do it because we do have a whole new batch of units with awakened abilities as well. Definitely going to want to save up on those crisps. Definitely. Or stock up, I should say. Let's dive into those units because that's pretty much all I've been up to this week. Let's get into those awakenings. All right. So let's start with Duke. What do you think of him? I think he's still of the level of most Dragoons. Even with these updates, he still has the same pitfalls as a lot of the other Dragoons. I think these updates fix a few of his issues like he has massive mana issues and with this he got a passive <clears throat> his dragon sealer if you awaken it fully he gets an extra 20 percent mp and an extra five percent mp per turn which will help him but i think where duke struggles is one his chaining abilities are really lackluster he does not have almost any chaining partners his Actual damaging skills, their modifiers are not that high, even after the enhancements. I mean, not being able to chain his jumps or cap with his jumps just really puts him in an awkward position right now, even with his enhancements. Yeah, that's the reason it's really awkward. He's He doesn't chain. He's not that great at capping because his main damaging ability can't, just the way it's built. And so he kind of falls short for me. Like, I really don't think... He's got a niche place against dragons, but... Oh, he'll destroy in that situation. He's held back a lot by both his kit and him being a dragoon. And I think even among the dragoons, he's probably... Or the five-star dragoons, he's one of the weaker ones, I would say. Especially because, for example, Roberta who you could easily compare him to. She has breaks built into her kit for three different elements, whereas Duke has imbues in his kit for three different elements. And typically, people can take better advantage of breaks, or imperils, I should say, than imbues for elements. Yeah, definitely. I would have liked to see them kind of push him into that, where he can do both for himself, both imperil and imbue. And maybe, get, like, if he could have at least had one ability that chains with somebody or one ability that uh, does ca- uh, caps for chains, I think he could have found a place. But without that, I mean, he just doesn't fit. I don't know what they're going to do with him for his seven star. I hope he gets some love. At least a chaining ability or at least a jump, sort of like Roberta's, that she could chain with a copy. Yeah, at least that would be nice. Yeah, but otherwise, that's. I, I think he's still maybe a solid 6 out of 10 unit. He has a great Trustmaster, but I mean, that has nothing to do with enhancements. With his enhancements, I think, like you mentioned, he's going to do really, really well. Like, even better against dragons, because everything he does is slightly better now. But that's about it, really. Yeah. Well, All right. Lauren. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. Badass chick general. I like her, actually. I love her. I don't think she's amazing with these enhancements, but I like what they did. So the problem is we're in the 7-star meta and she's still 6-star, but when you look at her as a 6-star unit compared to, say, other 6-stars, I think her enhancements make her super good. Five turns... For a 50% AoE break. Can't complain about that. And it goes really well with her kit because what she wants to do is she wants to use her limit burst to enable her to use her really strong chaining abilities. And in this case, you can use her break technique, then use her limit burst. That's already two turns. And then she has, for three turns, she has her chaining, her strongest chaining abilities available to her. 
and that co that is covered by the the break duration so now she can fully take advantage of her own break and she gets an extra five percent so when you awaken her breaks she she can break aoe for 50 percent yeah i think as as a six star like she's fantastic just a really solid breaker to have on your team she's a good chainer she also gets a really nice passive buff to her support ability the twin blade general where if you awaken it fully, she now gets 60% bonus attack on top of the other attack enhancements she already has in her kit. So overall, I think her enhancements really help her out and, and really kind of help her to do what she wants to do anyway even better. Yeah, that's what I like about what they did with her enhancements. They really like focused on what the character is designed to do and then made that better. Like really pushed her down that funnel a little bit further. Yeah, I, I just like that she can break. Like, she now has a very clear sort of rotation where she wants to start with her break, go into her limit burst, and then for the next three turns, take full advantage of her unlocked abilities, and then rinse and repeat. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Whereas before, you would have to, like, recast, right? Because they were only available for three turns. It just made it very difficult. Yeah, no, it makes the combo or the uh, rotation, I should say, a lot easier to use. And I mean, who better than to really sing the praises of this beautiful general than our next unit, Roy the Bard. Roy. He used to be the best support back in the day. I think with these enhancements, he's pretty high up there. He is really high up there. Um, the fact that he can sing in one song, buff everything, break everything, heal and refresh is disgusting. Especially when you look at the numbers on victory to the brave. So he takes some time to ramp up. I think he takes a full, what is it, seven turns? Because each song is two turns before you can start. But victory to the brave does everything all the other songs do. It combines them. But then it just does a crap ton more. And if you, if you awaken his fool's ballad to the max, it actually buffs his last song. To the point where now he's buffing for just as much as CG Nickel, if not more. I'm pretty sure. Yep. He gets 130% yeah. buff when fully awakened, and that's pretty... I think CG Nickel is either 120 or 130. CG Nickel is 130, but his 130s have trade-offs. Yep. Whereas this guy, once you ramp him up, like he takes time to ramp up, but once he ramps up, he just does everything for you. He's one solid package of sustain, debuff, buff, heal. The only tricky part with him is if he dies, it could break, could break the chain and have him start from zero. But in today's meta, we've got enough tanks to help him out. And if you have a re-raise healer, that pretty much negates that weakness because you can just cast re-raise on him and he'll be back up and running like he didn't even die yeah definitely the one thing i'm really liking about what they're doing with him as a bard unit is that yeah it takes him a little bit to get going but once you get to that end point you're no longer trading off by the fact that you're singing literally he's going to be <laughs> doing everything yeah his song does everything while he's like exactly so you don't feel like you're missing something it's what he should be doing anyways yeah so moving on to Goken, what do you what do you think of him? Oh, Goken! I always think of Dragon Ball Z when I see this guy. Oh, it's good. He is a fighter. He uses his fists. He's got some key going on there. 
I mean, I don't think it makes him good, but it makes him easier to use. Well, we have to keep in mind he is a four-star unit base, right? The the last three units we've done were five. He's a four-star. Just a brief uh, reminder of Goken. He's kind of uh, like most pugilists or monks. He has a a chain that he wants to do. So he uses one ability, which unlocks another set of abilities, which unlocks another set of abilities. And each set of abilities is stronger than the last. It's kind of like a combo. His buffs are all really nice because they give him more HP. So he gets some actually undead killer passives, which is really nice. And then more attack and defense for like just equipping fists and hats, which he's already going to have. And then what I like is he his skill High Chakra. It recovers HP and MP to him and cures poison and blind. But the, the best part is in the past, if you wanted to use this, you, you really have it to pay dearly for it. Yeah. Whereas now, if you awaken this ability, you can start, it, it's sort of like it can be the start of your chain. So you can skip right away the first set of weak abilities and jump right into Falcon Kick or Wolf Claw Fist. And then you can move on from there to the highest level. So just a nice quality of life buff. I don't think it makes him super amazing, but given that he's a four-star base, I think it takes him in the right direction and definitely makes him much, much better. As a four-star unit, I do agree with what you're saying, that it makes him better at what he does. And I love that High Chakra no longer is a chain breaker. You can literally start your chain with it. That's one of my favorite things that happened with these Awakenings. Yeah. He is a four-star unit, so... I mean, four-star base, so he doesn't get too high up there, but you can still do some real damage with this guy. And I just like the fact that they gave him Undead Killer, because when you look at RPGs, most skeleton enemies are weak to, like, blunt or bludgeoning-type attacks, and he uses mm -hmm. his fists. It's just such a nice little shout-out to people, like, long-time RPG fans. Yeah, definitely. Who is our next unit? It's a mystery, I think. It's Mistea. It's not a mystery at all. <laughs> I I personally think that Mistea is a really, really fantastic magic cover tank after these Awakenings. I mean, she was always a good cover tank on a budget because she's a four-star base. There really there isn't much to say about her. I mean, this basically puts her on par with Bosch in terms of her ability to cover. Yeah. And she gets a nice little passive spirit buff, and that's it. Like, basically, she was, for being a four star, she did what she did really well already. And now she just does it, like, to the level of a five star base, which is amazing. Yeah. I love it because in this seven star meta, of course, the things that go seven star are going to be way better. Yeah, Awakened Rain is better than her. But it's nice to see these four star units being pushed up to that five star level because a lot of people have them. And if you don't have a seven star now, you can still get by. I like it too. I mean, as a four star unit, she's a lot more accessible and people are more likely to get her than they are to get any of the five star magic cover tanks. And with her enhancements, it pushes her up to their level, at least the six star ones, which will help a lot of people clear some more difficult content. One thing I was worried about was that it was going to cost a lot to get her to this level. But as far as Awakenings go, historically, she's not too expensive. No, and it looks like she's only going to use Guard and Support Chris. I mean, Support Chris are pretty common, so you might be low on those. But not too many units so far really have taxed our Guard Chris collection if you've been playing for a while. So you're definitely going to be able to buff her try to lay a wall. And eventually, if you have enough support crisps, extra spirit isn't bad. You can buff her spiritual barrier. Uh, magic barrier, I doesn't really matter. 
if you have if you have the spare uh, resources, do it. If not, completely unnecessary. There are a few trials where it comes in handy, but I mean, it, like you said, Triteria Wall, Tritalia Wall, better, and then Spiritual Barrier if you have enough, but definitely Magic Barrier. Cast it aside unless you have nothing else to do. That's definitely last on the list of, of her awakenings. The the Tritalia Wall is your key ability, and that's the one you want to max right away. Yeah, definitely. So the next unit is one that you really liked. Sylvia, she's sort of the budget, what do you call her? Budget uh, Spellblade, that's the word I'm looking for. So she's going to be a hybrid unit. Yeah, she's going to be a nice DPS unit. With these Awakenings, I think she does fantastic. To get her to like the highest level, like unlock everything and make her great all around, ridiculously expensive. In terms of Christ's, in terms of Gil, like you're spending a lot of money getting yeah. this girl maxed out. But if she's going to be your primary DPS, it's well worth it. Yeah, if you're in a situation where you have the Chris and she's going to be the one you'll be using, definitely worth it. I mean, she's still going to have some setbacks. These are really needed buffs to her because four times hybrid multiplier is really pathetic. So bumping them up to eight times, really nice. Yeah, literally doubles her damage, essentially. Yeah, so basically her Blast, Heat, Cold, and Sunlight gem abilities, which are her Wind, Fire, Ice, and Light hybrid attacks, if you enhance them, their multipliers go from 4 to 8, and it just it actually makes them usable. I think now she's she's sort of like base Freyavia was. I think if you enhance Freyavia, she's even better now, but I think base Freyavia had an 8 times multiplier, so now yeah. it actually makes Sylvia usable as a budget Spellblade. And then her Blessed Spellblade passive, <clears throat> if you awaken it, her attack mag buff when equipped with a sword goes from a pathetic 20% to an excellent 80%. So it's definitely worthwhile to awaken all of her abilities if you want to get the most out of her. Yeah, it's finally useful to, to equip things to her. Yeah. No, I just really like them all around. A great four-star hybrid DPS if you need it. Yeah, and I mean, I like her as a unit. She brings some decent utility. She can give you some ga-level green magic protection. I think she has, she's one of the unique few units we have right now that are not 6 or 7 star that come with built-in stop prevention and built-in break prevention, which can come yep. in really handy in some fights. So, I mean, those abilities don't get enhanced, but given that she gets these enhancements, which lets let her become a better DPS, it, it just gives you more of a reason to use her if you if you don't have anything better. Yeah, she gets a lot more versatility. It's really nice. Second to last awakened unit, the creepy little mage guy, Heltic. I love his sprite. I'm I'm sad. Well, I mean, he's a three-star base, so he's going to be weaker than most, but his sprite just looks amazing when you get it to six-star. He's got all this cool, like, dark energy or fire around him. Just yeah, he looks really nice. badass. I mean, I mean, there's not much to say about him. It, it He just... His buffs help him to do better what he already does he's not an amazing mage we have many better options he does get a nice passive killer call it killer yeah. effect for to beast demons and undead but it's only 30 percent, so nothing amazing but you know it helps him and then he's also he also gets a bit of extra what do you call it a bit of extra a few extra turns on when he uses liberation yeah, I like what they did with it. So Liberation plus two now is his buff is available for six turns. His self debuff is only four turns. So you have two turns of raw buff time. 
And then it also gives you Soul Drive plus two, which is one of his strongest abilities for five turns. So that ability, which is it, nice. takes, it takes three casts to stack. So the fact that you can get two full damage stacks off before it, it, it ends is really, really good. Definitely. It, it helps him out a lot, especially given that he's a three-star base. It turns him into a pretty decent finisher or chain capper with his Liberation and Soul Drive abilities. I'm pretty sure Soul Drive is a one-hit or a two-hit, right? Yeah, it's just a one-hit. Yeah. Like, I'm not too familiar, because by the time he came out, I already had better mages. But on a budget, he's definitely... The enhancements make him very, very well, you good. you have to keep... Like, again, he's a three-star base. Yeah, ex no, exactly. They're not going to make him super crazy. Yeah, and it's pretty amazing that he'll be able to do up to 8.4 8 times damage to everybody, to all enemies. Like, that's really good for a three-star base. Yep. I, I like the buffs. 100% He's not agree. amazing, but as a three-star, I have to admit he's pretty good. Yeah, if you use him and he's one of your primary mages, throw, throw some love his way. His uh, enhanced abilities definitely make him better. Definitely. And then our final unit, who actually had a story that went along with Heltic, if you remember that, uh, the Berserker. Yeah, I do. The Berserker. Our Berserker. Ulrika. 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 Eureka. Yep. I call her Ulrika, but... Yalrika. I don't think there's an official. Yeah. If, if you're from the South, it's Yalrika. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to those. Yalrika, I've done it. <laughs> Shout out to our Southerners. <laughs> Oh man, oh, this I just unit offend a different set of people yeah, every that's what episode. It's coming down to last week, it was the Hawaiians. This week, it's going to be like the Southern. <laughs> you're not, you're not on a good streak, definitely. No, I'm sure, I'm sure they got a good sense of humor. They laugh with me. They're probably like, "Oh, that Canadian, that Canadian." Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So, Larika. Out of the Awakening, she's the least impressive. She gets some. She I agree. gets some equipment attack buff, which is nice, like as a passive double hand in there. Like, here's the thing for me: with no matter what buffs they give her, her don't get me wrong, her buffs are great. If you're using her, her buffs help her. The problem is she doesn't fit in the meta whatsoever. She's a berserker unit that goes crazy and then wants to take hits, and then she wants to counter those hits. That's how she fights. She doesn't have a lot of abilities you can use. I think she has maybe two. And the rest of her abilities are locked behind counters, which sucks because you can't control them, you can't chain them, you can't chain finish with them. It's just, in the current meta, no matter how good you make her abilities, unless you just make them super busted with like 100 times multipliers, she's never going to be used. Now, the one thing I do want to say though is she does have a place in Arena if you gear her well enough, because sometimes Arena teams just they go crazy with their chains and they hit her a lot if she can survive the amount of counters and the amount of actual damage she's able to dish out in one turn would be pretty nuts i was gonna say if you want to troll people deck this girl out with as much defense and spirit and hp as you can and then just sit <laughs> yeah. back in your Let chair counter and forever as they have to sit through like 200 counters from this girl <laughs> Yeah, because I think all her, her counters, I'm pretty sure, don't have a limit, so she would be able to counter for a Only long time. Only two of them have a limit, and it's her best two. All the others don't come with a limit. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's not like if you use one, you can't use the others. I'm pretty sure she can just go nuts yeah. on people. It's It would be hilarious. It might be worthwhile to combine her with, uh, what's his name? Illusionist Nicole, if you have mm -hmm. him. 
It might come in handy, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just a terrible unit that probably has a place in Arena somewhere if you can build her properly with the right team. But in the main game, she's just not The good. issue is the Berserk doesn't really do much in the meta. Like, the, there's never a situation where you want Berserk on your unit. Well, she suffers from the same problem as a lot of Dragoons, where she, you just can't control... When you can't control the abilities in a game that heavily relies on the timing of, her, of abilities to do damage, it just doesn't give her a place. Like, I can't think of a single situation where I would want her over a Chainer or a Chain Finisher or anything. really yeah. anything. Unfortunate, but it is what it is. I mean, you're going to have those units. I mean, I like the idea. I think it's awesome that you have a unit and it's built. She she feels like a berserker. Like, her kit is true to her her character. Yeah, that she can't control it. But that's also the part of her that makes her bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Like, I was about to say, you can't is, have right? every unit be absolutely amazing. No, she's a fun unit, and she does have a place in Arena. I so. like when they do this, though. I mean, it fits with her story. It fits with her character. It fits with the story of this unit. I don't mind that she doesn't fit into the meta. Her kit literally makes sense in her reality, so I'm fine with it. For sure. All right. All right. Any any last words for enhancements? Yes. Love Lauren. Love Roy. Love Mistea and Sylvia. The rest are meh at best. Yeah. Overall, a decent batch of enhancements. I agree. Yeah, it was pretty good overall. I mean, 50-50 on good versus bad. The other thing we got with this with this latest update is Fenrir got his three-star. Wow. I mean, I haven't had a chance yet to actually try it out. I'm not sure what the battle will be like. But going over quickly... What Fenrir will be like is he's basically going to have an even split between attack and mag in terms of his primary stats. So he's mostly going to be used on... For some reason, my brain is stuck on this tonight. He's going to be used on hybrids. Yeah. I always have one word every episode that I just can't... Yeah, your brain locks you out of one word to troll you, I think. (laughs) Yeah. And... So he's going to be used on hybrids for the most part. He has in his build attack and mag plus 10%, which is is nice because it, it just applies 10% to the character. It's not... It's not it's not based on the Esper stats. It's just like a trait. Yeah, exactly. It's just a nice little trait. And then he also... I think most people, when they build him, he doesn't have anything amazing in his actual build paths that is going to make or break a unit... He does. He has no killer passives, anything like that. So most people, I think, are gonna go just as much Esper stat enhancements as as they can get, and attack and mag plus ten percent to help the hybrid the hybrid unit that he's attached to. Yeah, if you can manage to get both of the uh, Esper spirit reflection, uh, that's the best way to go, really. Because yeah. I mean, he's gonna have really high numbers for the attack and mag at max level. And so if you can take the most advantage of that, it's going to be fantastic for your hybrid DPS units. I think he's the only hybrid Esper we have, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not 100% sure, but I think, at least right now, he is. I don't know what's coming in the pipeline. Yeah, for now. For now, I meant. Yeah. I mean, we have Siren, technically. (laughs) She does a bit of everything. Yeah, Siren's a special breed. I use her sometimes. (laughs) Speaking of hybrids, we're getting some pretty cool new units so 
We're getting two new five-star units that are based on submissions from fans from last year, from the Fan Festa. And I got to say, I love both designs. Yeah, they're absolutely amazing designs. And, and sorry, the reason I said it, it makes sense is because one of them is going to be a hybrid attacker to join the ranks of our, our friend Freyavia. I was waiting. I was like, where and does I this think... hybrid thing come in? He mentions hybrids and just like <laughs> Freyavia and uh, Kunshira. So let's talk about them. Um, the first one I want to talk about is Malfacy. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Sorry if I horribly mispronounced it. She's going to be our hybrid attacker. Mm-hmm. So overall, what do you what do you think of her? Let's talk about her design first, because these guys were designed by players or fans. What do you think of Malfacy's sprite? So the first thing that I'd like to mention is that I love her sprite. It's amazing. I I saw it instantly and fell in love. Like it looks so good. Yeah, me too. I love it. Such a nice, nice design, nice theme. You can tell right away by looking at her what she does. She's got a little tornado at her feet. She's got crows and like little specks of dark energy or feathers just floating around. Like you can tell. You look at her and you're like, all right, I know what she's up to. She she's the girl that crawled out of the well from the ring. And now she got bored, so I did want is. to give a shout out. Uh, the illustrator, sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, Enco. You did a fantastic job on this. Like that's amazing. Yeah, agreed. Really good design. Uh, let's talk about her as a unit. We both love the sprite and the art on it. Let's discuss what she's like as a unit overall. So she's going to be a hybrid attacker. She has pretty solid attack and mag stats. Um, she, you'll be able to take her to seven star. As a as an overview, that's that's what she's she's going to be a hybrid attacker, and I think we'll we'll get into her skills a little bit later. But she's going to be primarily a chainer. Yes. But to start off, let's look at her TMR. It's called wrapping bandages, and it's a fist. This is really cool to me. This is the first fist I think that we have that's for hybrid yeah, units. Yeah, it is. I I like the idea of it. It's really cool. It makes sense that wrap these wrapping bandages with her sprite, and then what they do for her as a unit between giving her the attack and mag buffs uh it's really nice really high stats too i can't wait to see her animations actually i'm really curious as to how she attacks i bet you it's gonna look great (laughs) we'll find out i'm gonna be pulling for her so we'll see what happens yeah her super trust master is called ravenheart it's an accessory it gives 40 attack 40 mag 10 defense and 10 spirit and then a bit of extra MP and some attack and mag plus 20% on top of everything else. I think it gives her a demon and avian killer plus 25% and dual cast. So this super trust master is amazing. I wanted to mention that the killer is actually for both physical and magic damage. So you'll be taking advantage. Which is really both. nice because she's, yeah. And I mean, which it's really nice too because you don't necessarily have to use this on her. It means any unit you put it on, whether physical or magic DPS, will be able to take advantage of the killers. She, that super trust master is insane. Yeah, I mean, both her TMR and STMR are really, really top tier. All right, let's get into her as a unit. So as a five star, she's just okay. She gets menacing strike and flying strike, which inflict stop and confuse respectively. Other than that, they have a four times multiplier, but it's hybrid damage, so it's, I don't know it's whatever it's not until six star that you really see her start i do like that the five star has uh aoe dispel built in yeah that's definitely a nice little 
buff or bonus, I should say. I love I love when units come with dispel because sometimes your healer just can't find the spare time to actually dispel in in in, uh, in between their healing duties. Yeah, exactly. Having somebody available to help out always always nice. So six star, I love her six star. She's like a chainer's dream. Her, she has a dark-type ability, Tenebrous Dive and Aerial Dive, which is a wind-type ability. It breaks its its own element, or imperils by 50% its own element. It chains with d- the Divine Ruination family, so your Orlandos, your Dark Veritas. It's a pretty big chaining family. There's a lot of people who have this type of skill. I mean, inc- like awesome. Eight times multiplier. I, I can't find anything... To complain about, she can she can chain with most popular physical DPS. Chainers. I was just gonna say it's amazing to have a hybrid unit that can actually chain with the popular popular chaining families. So as you mentioned, she's gonna have dark and wind type damage on both of these, and then she also has something that chains with the tornado family. So now you're you're also able to chain with the mages. So like yep. this girl is gonna be chaining with everybody yeah she's she's actually the perfect hybrid unit because she can chain with physical dps she can chain with magical dps her seven star form also gets two extra new chaining abilities again dark and wind those are her primary elements and they chain with uh, a family called oriel ray which i think is a reference to the elf lady lunara Lunera, and then also Marchenko, if you have him, she'll chain with Marchenko. Technically, you can also chain with Lid. Yeah. <laughs> not that you would, but it's there. And I mean, maybe, I, I'm not sure about this one, but maybe Heo's Limit Burst, potentially. It is a 30 hit. I'm not sure on the yeah, timing have of to, it. We'd have to test it. Yeah, for sure. And then on top of all that, she gets a really nice little ability called Feast for Crows. I mean, on its own, it's okay, but... I just love the fact that it gives her a 75% damage mitigation for one turn. And there's no limit to it. She can use it any turn she wants. So if you see a big ability or a big uh, threshold coming and it's one of those unblockable ones, this is really nice for her. And I think she actually comes with some a chance to counter as well built in. Yeah, she has yeah, Vengeful she Sky. So she can actually break attack and mag by 60% and deal four times hybrid damage to all enemies as a counter it synergizes really nicely with feast for crows no it's a really fantastic ability it's going to be amazing for those thresholds there's a lot of them now that you just can't block you just have to take it so it's nice yeah. that she has that built in and she's going to give herself full health essentially a 10,000 hp restore so it's really fantastic her timed abilities are insane really nice so they're both available on turn one uh, intense rancor or rancor uh, increases physical and magic damage against birds and demons by 75%. So those are her two primary units or types of monsters that she's going to be able to wreck. And then it also does 26 times hybrid damage to one enemy. I mean, let's be honest, she'll be able to wreck a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, she'll especially destroy those things. But with her ability to chain with almost anybody, she's just going to be fantastic. She's going to be so good. And then the next ability, Birds of a Feather. Again, available on turn one. This one has a really long cooldown of eight turns, but she breaks AoE, defense and spirit, by 74%, and then increases LB gauge to everybody by 10. 
And so one thing I wanted to mention about this girl was that her limit burst, I think, is going to be a real key to part of her uh, combo, you could say, or her rotation. I think for her, which is is crazy, is like she doesn't even need a rotation. It just depends what units you you pair her with to chain. And then her limit burst, you just whenever it's up, you want to use it. It's it's so strong that that not using it is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's really strong. So at max seven star, it gives attack and mag 140% buff to everybody. And then 27 times hybrid damage to all enemies. Yep. It also unlocks one of her strongest abilities, a wind and dark hybrid damage ability that chains with tornado. Yeah. Like this girl is just chaining everywhere. So good. She's uh, insane. Yeah. I love it. And the nice thing is, unlike most uh, seven-star units, she's not going to be. She's not going to have too many issues with her mana because she's a dual wield unit. So she has built-in dual wield, and when she's dual wielding, she gets a nice thirty percent buff to her attack and her mag. And then you can increase that further by equipping her own TMR on her. Like it's it's something we see with all the seven stars. Mm-hmm. So she'll get an extra. 10% or 20% attack and mag when wearing her own TMR and she'll get an extra 30% equipment attack and equipment mag and she'll get high tide. Yep. Like this lady's going to be nuts. On top of that, she's also going to get attack and mag plus 50% when equipped with a fist, which is what her TMR is. I mean, she's just really well equipped to just destroy do incredible amounts of damage. If you max her out, her Physical and magic damage against birds and demons takes gets another extra 50%. Her limit burst damage gets an extra 20%. And the modifier to her thousand wings and thousand wings plus, which is her tornado chaining ability, gets an extra four times. So she's definitely worthwhile to max out if she's your uh, magic damage or even any kind of damage she she just works with everybody that's part of what makes her so good yep as long as the enemy can take wind or dark damage this girl is going to be insane that's that's the one limitation but i love that it's there because otherwise she'd just be too good yeah you need that limit you do and i mean like there's a lot of enemies that are strong against dark but not as many that are strong against wind so you're, you're she's definitely gonna have a lot of areas where she can shine like 90% of the time, you can use this girl confidently. And if that wasn't enough, she also has 20% physical and magic evasion <laughs> built into her kit. <laughs> Hard Just to a kill. nice little, like, screw you. She's obviously going to be a pretty amazing arena unit. <laughs> yep. Some, like, I mean, she's just an amazing oh unit in general, but she's going to work really well in arena. This girl has every like everything she does just... Everything in her traits stacks on top of that so many times. And on top of that, just a really nice sprite. So like it's 10 amazing. out of 10. That's yeah. my rating. What do you what do you give her? 10 out of 10. hundred percent. Perfect. She's amazing. Let's move on to the other unit on this banner. Cersei. Cersei. What do you think of Cersei? I think she's a bitch for killing uh, some of my favorite characters in Game of Thrones. No, I'm just messing. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to Neo Snock, who drew and developed Cersei and was selected. His unit was selected or her unit was selected. Awesome. I really like this sprite as well. Really mysterious, like really befitting of a mage. And I've always had an intrigue 
with creepy masks ever since Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. That kind of does a lot for me right there. Mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, I can't. I have nothing else to add. She's great. She looks like all the other the other two units. We haven't talked about the third one yet. It's not a unit. It's a boss. But like the other character designed sprites, she looks beautiful. Not much else to add. She's going to be another magic user. Or not another. She will be a magic user. The, the previous one was a magic and physical user. Yeah, it's, it's, she's going to be really good. Let's start with her TMR. Facade of Balance. It's an accessory that gives plus 45 mag, plus 20 MP, and high tide. Awesome for an accessory. Like, I, I can't think of anything better for a mage. There are a few things better, but I think they're all either super trust masters or trust masters for other five-star units. It's, and I think they're only better, I'd have to look it up, but I think they max, they give 50 mag instead of 45. Not game-breakingly different, but she also gets a nice bonus 20% MP. And the high tide, for her especially, super good. This unit is going to function around getting her limit burst, and it's going to be fun. Her super TMR is her staff, the staff that she's carrying in her sprite, Sybil Crescent. 164 mag, 20% MP, and then uh, innate increase LB gauge, 2 per turn. I like the design of the staff. I like that little, uh, it looks like a little atom in the center. Yeah, it's cool. And I think the mag on it makes it either the best staff we have right now or at least top three. I'd have to double check the numbers, but it's, it's guaranteed one of the best staffs available right now. Or rods. I take te- technically it's a rod. It's a rod. Yeah, it's a rod. But it is among the it is among the best. So it's worthwhile. I, if it were me and I had four of her, I would get her super trust master over getting two copies of her. Same. And that's because she's gonna have like the the raven haired lady we talked about previously. She's gonna have plenty of chaining partners, so you don't really need a duplicate. Exactly. Uh, she, You don't need a duplicate for any of these. So many chaining partners. They fit into the popular families. Um, let's get into this girl as a five star. She has fire, ice, and water damage that also increases her own LB gauge by five. Each ability does that. And then they chain. So the fire and ice don't chain. They're just single hits. And then the water damage chains with flood. And then I missed it, but she also has an earth magic damage ability that chains with quake. Same exact stuff as the others. As a five star, really, really good. Like even before she goes six star, fantastic as a five star. Yeah, just the ability to chain, really nice. And each of these abilities has, I think actually most, if not all of her abilities have the unique property of increasing her limit burst gauge yeah what about six star six star she gets interesting so she has a lot a slot machine type ability that has a low chance to do the most amount of damage and then a high chance to do the least amount of damage as typical with most slot type abilities this is the one ability of hers that i don't like it's okay like it's okay in my opinion i would never use it Neither would I. The, the extra damage on these abilities isn't worth uh, not being able to control what you get, so you can't properly chain with it. I would use this if I was running explorations and any of these would kill what I wanted it to kill, just for fun. Yeah. 
And then she also gets another ability that's untyped, um, does decent damage and ignores spirit to all enemies, and then increases her LB gauge by five. You'll notice what that you with mean? most does, of her. <laughs> it has 8.5 times multiplier. <laughs> Predict rupture? That's decent. That's decent. I only see 4.25. But it ignores 50% of spirit. So it's yeah, I guess automatically it double that. Fair enough. Yeah. It's and it has good. the nice property of being able to puncture uh, any kind of guards and covers. Fair. No, this is honestly a, a fantastic... At six stars, she becomes truly, truly fantastic because she gets clairvoyance, which lets her dual cast any of her predictive abilities. Yep. And Rupture is one of them. So it lets her actually become a really, really good chain finisher. One thing I wanted to quickly mention, I definitely agree, chain finisher awesome unit i love the abilities and how much they synergize with kind of the way the sprite is drawn she has this mask but she also has this like eye type thing on so she kind of strikes me as someone who would be making predictions and has clairvoyance and that stuff so the fact that all of her abilities are predictions of what's to come and then she wrecks you with it it's cool she's yeah she's a fortune teller yeah in in greek mythology circe was cursed i can't remember i think by apollo but basically she could whatever she predicted would come true but the curse was that nobody would believe her <laughs> so she famously predicted the fall of troy but everybody's like you're an idiot go away <laughs> so troll so i think it's nice that she's named cersei because she's a fortune teller or a, a prophet i can't remember what's her actual title here a an oracle, oracle. Yeah, so basically the same. somebody who does predictions. And I'm glad they didn't go the route where she would use an ability and then it would be used later because that would make her really hard to use. Oh, that would have made her so difficult. And I'm really happy that it just happens. Yeah. She predicts it this turn. <laughs> <laughs> I predict it will happen now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Very good clairvoyance. She doesn't yeah, see far into notch. the future, but just far enough, you know. Yep. She can see as far as she needs to, and sometimes she just needs to see into the next, like, two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, as what a seven, seven star? star, she goes crazy. Um, she gets an ability called Death Omen. It's timed, so she can use it on turn one as a six-turn cooldown, however. It gives her increased LB gauge by 20, which I'll let you know right now that getting her LB gauge, not including any of the high tide or anything, takes 40 orbs. So this will take you halfway instantly, and it increases her mag by 150% for three turns. I'm pretty sure if you have high tide, and if you're wearing her TMR when she's a seven star, this should max it completely. I, I think. I'm pretty I'd sure. Have to check my math. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say just yeah. in case it was way off. But I, I think that's the way it's designed. This is designed as like, all right, you're get ready to die. Well, it's called Death Omen. Yeah. So I hope that you just kill things after you cast it, which you will. And we'll get to the limit burst very shortly. The other. Well, ability, why don't we talk about it now? Because this is directly related to the limit burst. Okay, let's skip and to it. We can, well, it's yeah. a premonition is the limit burst. And at max, it does 24 times damage to everybody, imperils all elements by 60%, and then it enables her to use predict downpour, flash freeze, heat wave, and sandstorm which are her highest damage uh, chaining abilities. Yeah, and they're basically upgraded abilities from what she gets as a five star. Mm -hmm. So downpour is going to chain with... Flood? 
with flood, except it's a nine times multiplier instead of two point six. Mm-hmm. Sandstorm will chain with quake. quake, and it's a six times multiplier. And then flash freeze is a single hit. You can finish chains with it if you need to. And then heat wave is an AOE fire attack. It's probably the least impressive of of the bunch, but it, it can be useful when you're clearing content or on uh, on an exploration mission, things like that. Yeah, definitely. But you can tell based on how she's built that like you want to try to get her limit burst as soon as possible, pop that thing, and then it unlocks for three turns her actually the abilities you want to be using with her. Yes. So this next ability um, on her seven star, Ouroboros, mm-hmm. this is my favorite ability. It's unfortunate that it's not available until turn five. And it's also but on I a think five they did it for down. a reason, right? It's ridiculously powerful. And also because the way she's going to be designed, right? De- you want to use Death Omen on turn one. It's available on turn one. Turn two, you're going to use her Limit Burst. Then for three turns, you have her strong chaining abilities available. That'll take you to turn five. On turn five, you can pop this bad boy and then do it all over again. <laughs> yes. So you kind of have like a 10 turn rotation there. It's really cool. The cool yeah. thing about Ouroboros is that it does four times magic damage when you cast it. And then it continues to do four times magic damage per turn to all enemies. So it's like a weird magic poison, which is cool. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's pretty It's pretty cool. Yeah. It also uh, breaks spirit by 60%. Again, decreases resistance to all elements. But the best part about it is you get an ability that allows you to quadracast her predictabilities. So yeah, if you haven't killed what you want to kill by turn five, after turn five, you're going to kill it. Let's just be honest. Pretty much. Do you want to talk about her passives? They kind of synergize well. I mean, there's not much to say about them. She wants to wear a rod. She gets bonus mag for having a rod. And then she also just gets bonus mag for having a robe. And she gets bonus mag for either single wielding or dual wielding. She also gets I mean, bonus mag for existing. <laughs> right. Like she her kit is geared to just max out her magic. And you can tell, like, she's she's gonna be a monster. I don't know if she'll be better than Trans Terra right now, because Trans Terra can quadracast on turn one. But she's definitely gonna be top tier for a while. I can tell you that. It's close. I think she has if you're wearing her own trust master, which is a great accessory, 45 mag. She's also going to have High Tide built in. So she's going to get High Tide from her Trustmaster. She's going to get then a High Tide also from her own passive for wearing her Trustmaster. She's just decked out with High Tide, with MP, and with Mag. So she's got everything she needs built in. Yeah, as long as you give her a Trustmaster and you can go to town. Super good unit. Yeah, she's amazing. I really like both of the units that were released. Me too. They did a fan. If you don't... <clears throat> go ahead. If you need magic damage, you definitely want to roll on this banner. Yeah, they're both amazing. I know the other one is a hybrid, but most hybrid units uh, slightly edge towards magic damage anyway, because even if, if you look at their TMRs, if you usually the best swords or fists in this case, they have a bit more mag than they do attack. Yep. So... A lot of really good magic damage coming out on this on this banner. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Some hybrid, some raw magic. It's it's really really good. 
And then the sprites are fantastic. Like, I can't get over how awesome they both look. Yeah, they're just super high quality. They look so good. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the event that they come with. Um, Darkness Awakens. Oh, it's a raid, baby. Another raid. Let's go. A raid that comes with that five-star select summon ticket. One of the three that we were supposed to get this month. So here it is. What the hell? I was lied to. I was told I'd have to lick Gumi's balls. <laughs> they they let you off the hook for this month. <laughs> I'm writing an angry tweet right after this. <laughs> um, so the raid boss, Hasiko, looks ominous AF. She looks creepy, scary, dark, awesome. Yep. Designed by Savior, or illustrated by Savior, I should say. Another winner of the event. Yeah, I just love. I I think I told you this off the air, but it shows the how good crowdsourcing is, because you get you literally just get all these submissions, and you can pick from the best ones, and you can tell that these ones are top quality. I it's been a while since I've seen something. I'm like, I literally love all of them. Like the design for this boss, so good. Yep, it's it's crazy. Like everything about this entire event. I'm loving. Like it looks. I'm amazing. a little bit disappointed because I, I really want to get a unit of of Hasiko too because you know I'll never be able to see them again once after the after the raid. Maybe down the line uh, they'll release it as a second, yeah, a return as a, as a nice little unit. I just want to keep it in my inventory so I can look at it whenever it's that pretty. Take a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's really fantastic. I I agree with you. It'd be cool if there was a unit of her as well. Maybe on week two of the raid they'll surprise us. But I Who doubt knows? it. <laughs> We'll see. Hey, man, Estark, Estark got a unit. True. That's true. All right. Uh, raid is going to function as most raids. You're going to do it. You're going to get coins. You're going to use those coins to summon things and then make equipment. So let's talk about the equipment that you get for this raid. Sure. Uh, Raven figurine. It's an accessory. It's pretty decent, actually. I think it's actually <laughs> really good. It's You're only going to be able to make one. This is sort of the the key prize item of the, of the raid yep. that you can build 25 attack 25 mag obviously any of your hybrid attackers freyavia kunshira and uh hang on i gotta look her up because i forgot her name Malfazy. <laughs> they're gonna love this um 25 attack and mag is super good there are accessories that beat this but they're all tmrs so the fact that you get this for free is amazing it's it's one of the best you can have for a hybrid and the tmrs are all plus 30 attack and mag but they're tmrs yeah exactly and they're the, they're the tmrs i'm pretty sure of five star units so having this for free it's probably for most people it's going to be it's one of their be best accessories yep. yeah yeah really good item i think uh, i definitely agree i as soon as i saw it i thought it was awesome it's basically a free almost top tier accessory yep the next item very similar half crescent rod i like to think of it as like the prequel or the replica version of uh cersei's tmr or super tmr yeah it's the it's the free-to-play version <laughs> it's definitely uh, as far as rods go and i'm not excited about it i'll build a couple maybe but we've got better better rods available and but I mean, it's it's what I expected because you'll be able to make as many copies of this as your materials allow. So they didn't want to make it too powerful. Exactly. Which if you're if you're a newer player, definitely decent rod. Eighty mag, 
And if you have Cersei on top of that, she gets a nice buff. Overall decent. If you're a veteran, I would just I'd build a couple if you if you want to deck out your what do you call them? Uh, exploration parties or if you just want to keep them for completion. Otherwise, uh, I'm not too excited by it. I hope you meant expedition parties. What did I say? Exploration. Very close. I did mean expedition. Yeah, yeah. close, close. I'm just <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a great job. I screwed that one up all with that. It's, it's better than last week. I'm going to build this rod a lot. I'm a completionist, so I'll probably just use it. It's 80 mag, and like you said, expedition units are going to love it. It's free. Well, if you're going to build anything, I think you should build the next item on the list. The avian cloak. So the avian cloak gives you 27 defense, 10 attack and mag as a cloth armor. And then it nullifies paralysis, and for Malfazy only, gives her regenerate MP each turn, auto-refresh. Mm-hmm. So for this one, I think it's decent. I wouldn't use it on my hybrid attackers, because it's better just to equip a, a robe on them. Most robes have upwards of, or at least most commonly available ones, have upwards of at least like 30 or 40 mag, which will beat out what you get for plus 10 attack, plus 10 mag. But what I love about this and why I would suggest to at least build a few is it comes with a nullify paralysis passive on a piece of cloth armor, which most units can equip. So if you're ever going into a trial and sometimes you have to waste an accessory slot and your accessory is actually really good, it's better to put this on because most of our cloth armors that we have today don't give us that much attack if you're if you're a physical attacker, right? I think Heo's clothes are probably the best ones and they give you plus 28. Mm-hmm. Most common ones that we have are plus 15, I think. Yeah, they're the typical. Uh, Goken, who we talked about earlier, his TMR gives you plus 20. It used to be the best one for a long time. So having plus 10 attack instead of plus 15 or plus 20, not game-breaking. But sometimes having that nullify paralysis passive can save your life and can definitely help smooth out some tough trials where the boss likes to spam this and your unit... For example, Heo... He has no innate resistances. Yeah. If he gets paralyzed, then it's just super annoying. It's terrible. So, I mean, I definitely like this better than Half Crescent Rod. And it's just, just for the fact that it gives you a nullify paralysis passive and the stats on it aren't too bad. I agree. It's a decent cloak. The final, or one of the final items, I guess, there's two more after this, not too great, but uh, the Empowered Gauntlets. Gives 80, or 68, sorry, almost at 86. That would have made him amazing. Uh, I, was, I was hoping you would, because then I could have got you back for the exploration expedition. <laughs> You're like, haha, take that, we're both stupid. Um, 68 attack, and it's light elemental as a fist. I think it's okay. Yeah, it's good. Purely the fact that it's a light elemental, we don't have too many fists that are light element. So I love that. It definitely, for fist users, opens up a lot of chaining opportunities. Yeah, definitely. Other than that, I mean, 68 attack is lackluster, but I'm more looking at the the potential. You put one of these guys on and then another super strong one, and you can can create a nice little chain for for units that don't have built-in elements, which most Fist users are lacking right now. So yeah, super nice. Do you know much about the last two pieces of accessories? I assume they're not. Yeah, so they're nothing to write home about. Bizarre Sculpture is an accessory. Gives you plus 10 defense and spirit and plus 10% MP. I mean, nothing amazing. Uh, Big Red Ribbon gives you plus 5 defense and spirit and plus 200 HP. 
but again, it's just okay. Build one of each if you're a completionist. Otherwise, uh, some of the other uh, items on this on this list are better. A hundred percent. So this raid is very welcomed by me. Uh, with all the awakenings coming out and seven star units raining down upon us, we're gonna need the cash for sure. The cash, the experience that you get. Uh, the, sorry, the cactuars, everything. Yeah, yeah, it's very. I love getting raids these days. It's amazing. <laughs> As long as it's not too many in a row, because I just get burnt out. I need one. I need one event in between. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think overall about this coming week? I'm pretty excited. Me too. I I haven't been this excited about units in a while since probably since Skaha and her beach version. So last so week. I. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a while. Okay. I mean, I wasn't that excited about any of the other ones. Yeah, so. that's true. In this case, I'm excited about all of them. It's crazy that so, like such amazing uh, quality coming out of the community. It's really awesome. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm i looking forward to the raid. I'm, I love dark-themed things, and I can't wait for Halloween for some more dark-themed things. But for now, this is sort of like the... Prequel to Halloween. Yeah, the appetizer. We get some nice dark-themed units. I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a great uh, event. So overall, we got some nice ability awakenings. Fenrir got his three star. Great for hybrids. Malfazi's a hybrid. Top tier. If you get her, go for it. She chains with everybody. Cersei, amazing magic user. Chains with flood users. Chains with quake users. Super good also on her own. Just does a ton of damage. And a new raid. What are you going to be focusing on? Are you going to blow a lot of tickets on this? Or are you going to be saving up and just going with the free dailies or the half price well, dailies? One, one thing we forgot to mention is this event will come with a free 10 plus 1 summon Ooh. with an increased chance of getting Malphazi or Cersei. Ooh. So keep an eye out for that in your summon scroll thingy. Yeah, definitely don't let that uh, get away from you. But otherwise, yeah. There's one more thing I wanted to mention, actually. There's a new way to get lapis. lapis. Yeah, the lapis yeah. wheel. I tried using it today, but they didn't have any videos. I wanted to see how it worked. I used it today, and they had all the videos. Basically, what the hell? basically, you sit there, and you watch an ad for 30 seconds. Oh, it's probably only available for you filthy iOS people. <laughs> you watch an ad. <laughs> I was like, Maybe you got an was, ad blocker I was checking, and I was like, That's what do you what? mean? There's nothing. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, maybe no one's advertising on Android. Yeah, they're like, fuck those guys. So you watch an ad for 30 seconds, and you don't have to do anything. It just plays for 30 seconds. You close it, and it spins the wheel. You have a chance to get uh, energy or up to 100 free lapis, which is awesome. Nice. Like, Decent. Is there a limit on how many you can do per day? Five times per day. That's not bad. It's a nice way to get some free lapis hey, for the community. The way I see it is no harm to us. Gumi and the FFBE crew get to make some money on the side, which is going to help us with the continuing the game, right? Like we don't, if people aren't paying, this is paying a little bit. So, and it's like, it's just a win-win for everybody is what I'm getting at. Like everybody wins. Yeah, definitely. As a free-to-play user, I was ridiculously excited about it. <laughs> Did you get anything good? No, I got I got ten lapis yeah. and five lapis a couple times, then some That's free right, energy. Man. Save but... up your luck. You don't want to waste it on the lapis roll. You want to get it on the the summons. The one other thing I was going to mention is that if you get a hundred of them, you get five hundred free lapis. 
Guaranteed. Yeah. So you just got to watch 100 over the course of the next few weeks and you get 500 free lapis. I mean, if you get five per day, that is what, in 20 days? Yeah, 20 days. So you roughly, you'll get 500. So you roughly get 750 per month. Yeah, it's pretty good. So it's a good chunk of free lapis just for watching some videos. Pretty much. Anything else? That's pretty much it for me. Yeah, same here. I would love to hear, by the way, from you guys out there. If you get one of these units, send us a message or hit us up on Twitter or something. Let us see those summons that you pulled on this banner. I'd love to see some high quality. And, and more importantly, if you have some videos, show us the animations. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Take some nice, sweet animations and send them over. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, guys, uh, that's it for this week. We'll be back again next week as per usual. Thanks so much for listening. Catch you guys in a little bit. Peace. All right. Bye, guys. Hey, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you could please like or subscribe to the podcast, it would really help us out.